rock and roll. Okay, back again. Here we are with Cassidy Lee and Emma Mosley of Annie Dukes with their new hit EP, self-titled EP, featuring Did I Say Yes? Tomorrow they have a show at the basement, OG, which today's date is the 9th. This will be going up tomorrow. Um, with the Swell <laughs> Fellas and the Dirty Janes. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. So you guys live down in Florida, mm -hmm. um, Jacksonville and St. Augustine. We were just talking about it. Mm -hmm. Have you ever listened to the band Against Me? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, my familiarity with like Florida music is Against Me, their album in particular, White Crosses, if you know that one, which is about St. Augustine, like yeah. a lot of the album. Yeah, St. Augustine plays a huge part in that whole band yeah. and like the scene there against me was huge geographically that is still on the east coast right yeah it's northeast florida okay yeah cool it's uh north of jacksonville mm -hmm. okay yeah well no well, so no, obviously I'm south of south, jacksonville okay. yeah south of jacksonville what is the the culture in the in the vibe like in jacksonville so jacksonville is just huge we have a great um, music scene, a great music community. There's a lot of like really incredible bands coming out of that town right now. Hold on one second. I'm getting some fucked up frequencies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Is. I think this is a fucked up Is that why cable. the cable was wrapped yeah, up? Yeah, it was there. probably back there for a reason. <laughs> I'll hold on to it. We should be good. We're good. Good. Okay, back uh, Jacksonville. Yes. The culture of Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. You said it's a big city. Big city, um, huge music community, huge music scene. Lots of different genres of music, but there are some really good bands coming out of that town right now. So, uh huh, super cool. What is the the scene like? Hmm. There's all different kinds of bands, honestly. Yeah. Like there's all genres are coming out of Northeast Florida. It's pretty cool. Honestly, yeah. there's everywhere you look, you're like, holy shit. Okay, they were really good. Oh, they were really good. And I don't know. It's very alive. It like didn't the, used to be like that. Though. Yeah, it's it's really blossomed in the last, I don't know, three three years. Mm -hmm. Why is it like that now? Was there some kind of change that happened? Was it post-pandemic or? I think that had a lot to do with yeah, it, honestly. I feel like it came back stronger after COVID because everyone was just, you know, dying to go out to shows and play music. There's a lot of COVID bands. We're yeah. basically a COVID band. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How did you guys meet? So we actually have kind of a weird story of how we got together. Do you want to talk about it, Emma? <laughs> uh, Cass and I knew each other. We She opened up for my older band. I don't know. How many years ago was that? I was almost like seven, eight I, years ago. Yeah. So it was a while ago. She opened up for me and uh, I didn't realize she was that young and you know, we stayed like friends on social media and stuff after that. And um, then we had a mutual friend that we knew pass away. And it was weird. It just like we kind of, I don't know. It's we like have, we jumped into each other's lives like we'd been there for like our entire lives. Yeah. So yeah. we just, something really tragic happened that like brought us together. And then we started creating the magic of Annie Dukes from it. Yeah, it literally like put us on a plane to to Tennessee to like spread ashes for our friend. Wow. And like the two of us were just sitting on a plane together. And that weekend we started writing music together. 
and we thought that we were going to be like this folk like yeah. americana harmony and very 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 quickly we realized that we were a rock and roll band yeah you guys are very punky <laughs> Hell yeah. well our drummer mike has a huge punk influence yeah because he was in he was in a band that was like touring for like 10 years or something crazy yeah. so mike really adds a lot of that punk influence to the songs but like when what we thought we were starting out as it changed completely so like her and i both bought instruments like i went and bought a bass and she went and bought a guitar and we like learned at the start yeah of the band oh shit okay so we, it's been a lot of work but what did you guys play before that I mean, I I was the lead singer of my last band, but I played guitar. You know, I was mm -hmm. just like the basic like chords drumming, um, like more of a rhythm guitar. Yeah, it? just rhythm guitar. I but I was in that band for so long, and I was actually married to the lead guitar player. So you know, I I watched him play guitar for years and years, and like I think that she has kind of a similar story. Like we were we both were like surrounded by really great musicians. Mm -hmm. And so we were kind of just like forced to do it ourselves. And I don't know, we dove in very, very hard yeah. and very quickly. And like, it's been the coolest journey I've ever been on mm -hmm. learning guitar like this. I never thought that I would want to, I guess. But now I'm like, I don't ever want to sing again. <laughs> yeah, she just puts I'm, it on me now. I'm cool playing guitar. What kind of guitar do you play? Uh, I play a Strat and I have a Telly. Okay, a thin, nice. a thin line Telly. You're a Fender guy. Yeah, yeah. I thought that I was just like Telly, 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 but I got the Strat probably six or seven months ago, and it like changed me as a guitar player. <laughs> How so? It just everything was butter at that point. It's a very expressive guitar. Yeah, everything was just it turned to butter and just melodic and. I still play the telly, you know, I still yeah. have my songs where I chug along on the telly, but yeah. the strat is what I sing with. Nice. Yeah. That's badass. So you didn't start playing bass until Annie Dukes? Yeah. Like a year and a half, I guess, ago. Yeah. Okay. And were you a singer in bands? Is yeah. that what you kind of did? So I lived in Jacksonville and I did like... I had like a singer songwriter EP that I put out when I was like 18. It was absolutely horrible. I took it down from everything, but, um, I moved to Nashville and I just kept getting caught up in the cover scene and making money. And it burnt me out so bad that like I took a break from that to focus on Annie Dukes. But, um, I was a lead singer and I just played like acoustic guitar and okay. I had like a cover band too. Down on Broadway. Broadway and then in Jacksonville a lot like okay yeah well the cover scene's really its own you. thing yeah because you can get burned out because you're always going to get gig offers yeah you know and you can you can play as much as you want yeah but you can and play as much as you it's want. dangerous yeah. and she really like changed my life in that aspect of like you can't be in Annie Dukes and like full-time cover gig. It just doesn't, it didn't work for me. There was too much going on all the time. I was exhausted and I couldn't say no back then. Yeah. I was taking every gig. So. Oh yeah. No, I mean when you're, when the gig offers are coming through and you know you're going to get paid, it's hard to say no. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like you fight for so long to be even able to get $50 yeah. at a gig. And you're like, Oh shit, I just got paid 50 bucks. And sometimes you have the ability to make like a shit ton of money yeah. doing it. So it's hard. She's very good at it. She's very, very good at it. She will make a ton of tips. Like 
her time in Nashville really molded her into like a superhuman. Like she will take requests of any songs and blow it out of the water. It's a blessing and a curse. She she's a hustler, baby. Like she <laughs> is insanely good at it. Thank but you. But it's you. You just can't do both no. hardcore with as hard as we're going with Annie's. Like it. It was a sacrifice she had to make. <laughs> I'm like, you got this. Has got to. This has got to. Because I felt like I worked really hard and I was like able to have money, and now I'm like, oh shit. Well, it, I think when you start gigging heavily and you're doing it all the time, you realize that oh shit, this is actually a really physical job. Yeah, it is. You know, you're not digging ditches or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I mean. You're standing there for a couple of hours moving around on stage. You're playing, mm-hmm. which burns calories as well. Mm-hmm. And then if you're singing, like your your voice, it's a part of your body, mm-hmm. you know? And like if you start to feel a little sick, if you start feeling just a little this way or a little that way, you got a headache, it can affect your performance. For sure. Because it's like you can you can go into that overdrive mode when you're sick on stage, and for at least for me, and then I'm sicker t- like yeah. times ten the next day. Oh yeah, for sure. Because I should have stayed home. I know, and that was that was a hard thing. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, huh, I kind of don't feel good today. I don't think I should play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, for me, it was just more mentally exhausting. Like, sh- I feel like I'm not just like standing there playing covers for people every time I play even though I don't mean to I feel like there's a room of people and it's a challenge and I have to like individually connect with them somehow and also get all their money at the same time yeah that's what makes you a good front person (laughs) hey she's an artist yeah so it becomes this like actual like job and on top of that it's like just mentally exhausting I feel like I'm just pouring out yeah energy and then I'm like oh god I have nothing left in me yeah well it's like you're riding that that high um during the performance and you're buzzing for a little while like right after like mm-hmm. for me I, I can't go to sleep straight away yeah. after playing a gig i'm the same way so is she yeah yeah you're wired for a little while <laughs> and then you know three or four hours pass you come back down then you mm-hmm. pass out but it can be a hard lifestyle yeah. to keep up with especially broadway oh my god i I'm so glad. No offense to anyone that plays on Broadway (laughs) that's listening. Sorry. I just like, I got sucked into it and it took so much out of me. That's what I always hear from the musicians that I know who play down there. They're like, you know, people who make a lot of money. Yeah. You can make a lot of money playing down there, but it's what do you really want to do with music? Exactly. You know, are you trying to be like a sideman? and get a gig on a country band that pays better? Or are you just going down there to play for the tourists to make money? Because it's kind of like the Island of Misfits, Misfit Toys a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or or, uh, Never Never Land. It's you can go down there and it feels like life stops in a lot of ways because it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's kind of, it kind of fucks you up a little bit. Yeah. I I just have this thing where I really dislike playing other people's music. Like every once in a while, I like good covers, and you know we have a couple covers in the set, and and that's cool, and we don't break them out every single time. But like, I want to play my own fucking music. Yeah. Like the we work really hard on writing these songs. I will also add, she like has so much original music, 
and I feel like there's not enough room in her brain to remember covers because she can't do it. I can't physically she can't remember do it. Yeah. a song that's not hers. It, if I'm not connected to the song, I can't play it. Like, and that's her superpower. Like, she can do it and do it like a superstar. I can disassociate. I like, yeah, somebody yeah. asked me to play a song, and I'm just like, I don't know how to play this. Yeah, I couldn't sing it in key or like the mel. I I am not a musician at that point, you know, yeah. like, well, it, I kind of relate to that in some ways. Cause I've never really done the Broadway thing. I'm, I'm open to it, but for me, like I've always gotten work playing in original bands. Mm -hmm. Well, and granted, you know, you don't make as much money as you do when you're playing covers. And I was really lucky in the way that like young, I had some really great music teachers mm -hmm. and I played at a music school um, and I was pretty much the only bass player there for like a year or two. So they had like Beatles ensembles, Motown style ensembles. So I was learning all of these great bass lines, but even then I only kind of half learned them. Mm -hmm. I like learned the changes and then I put my own. Mm -hmm. spin on it you know i just think like that's the whole point of it if i like oh <laughs> i think you you're starting to feel like that too I right am. i am but but then when we come back from a tour and i have no money i won't lie i will book myself like when we come back from tour i'm playing like six nights a week yeah. i'm just she gonna should. grind it I mean, out we all have to make money. money yeah we all gotta make money <laughs> this somehow. whole podcast is just gonna turn into me saying how broke i am like <laughs> i need it <laughs> No, trust me, this will not be the first time that that happened on the podcast. Yeah, I believe it. it sucks, especially yeah. like uh, like as a DIY band, like we all have to make money. Yeah, no, and for the, sure, and 100%. We make great money on merch and uh, shows and stuff, but every single thing goes back into the band. Like we're not out here <laughs> making money. So you guys have like day jobs that you can work. Oh, yeah. 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 Is it nice not living in Nashville anymore? I feel I'm like scared of, of whoever's listening, but I will say S yes. Speak the truth, honestly. I, Nashville was just not for me. Why not? Um, I think a lot of it had to do with the mental state I was in when I came here. Okay. My dad fair. had just died and oh, I man. had this thing in my head. Where I was like, I'm going to move to Nashville because he would want me to pursue my like career. Sure. And that's the thing. Like everyone in my hometown just kept coming up to me and saying like, you need to move to Nashville. You need to move to Nashville. So I was like, okay, fine. I will. And then I got here and I was like, oh shit, my dad died. And I just moved away from everybody I know. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just very isolating. And I wish that I would have like actually taken the time to network in a way that was more beneficial because I just started playing Broadway and I like got sucked into that. And it just didn't give me the, I didn't come here and actually get like the Nashville experience. My own fault that I didn't. I, okay. I think you did come here and get the Nashville experience because you said, fuck this, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That is the true, honestly, like I've been here for, for seven years and I think it's, it's admirable what you're saying. I get where you're coming from, but like, fuck networking. I hate it so much. I hate all these people here who are trying to further, not that I'm not trying to further my career, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There, there is value in that, but I just don't believe 
in even the word networking. It's mm-hmm. like, I feel the same way about the word entrepreneur. Just fuck off with that. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? And maybe this is like going against the grain a little bit of how other people feel in Nashville. But for me, I just wanted to create my own shit. That way I could basically, you know, you know, those fish that live on the bottom of sharks mm-hmm. so they don't get eaten and they eat all the parasites yeah. off them. Survivors. That's how I, yes, that's how I feel like I am in Nashville. I am the fish on the bottom of the shark eating eating the parasites off. There's recording studios here. There's all kinds of shit here. And I've gotten plenty of opportunities, don't get me wrong. But I just don't, like the music business people, I don't like them. They're not cool. Like, they're just not cool. You know, most of them... And no offense if you if you have like friends or anything like that that do music business. I wish we did. Yeah. Okay. I'm, do you know anybody? <laughs> they're definitely not listening to yeah. this show. I'll tell you that much right now. But for me, like, I just have always felt like most of the people that do the music business wanted to be artists, but they also wanted to be conventional and you can't fucking have it both no. ways. It's one or the other. And they go... Rightfully so, I understand with where the money is. Can't fault them for that. You know, I'm not anti-business or anything like that. I get that it's a business. But I think maybe they have fetal alcohol syndrome or some kind of other mental fucking deformity. Because talking to them, anytime I've been involved with any of that, it's it's made me physically feel nauseous. It's just so mm-hmm. fucking fake. Yeah. And I can't do it. You yeah. know, I, I mean, you, you lived here. You kind of know a little bit how it is yeah i yeah and that and i struggled with that and that's why i feel like i was just couldn't do it you know i will say we've had a very cool re-entry to nashville as annie dukes yes my it's completely different for me when i came back here with this band i was kind of like scared because i just felt like this was such a dark place for me sure it was (laughs) a dark chapter in your life it was very dark and i just kind of like brought everything down with me and didn't really get I didn't do what I what I should have but I made a lot of really good friends while I was here that's the um, most important thing I think yeah I and I, I sometimes feel like okay that's that's kind of why that happened yeah. I guess but yeah but Nashville has welcomed us with yeah. like open arms and every show that we've played here has been kick-ass and like tomorrow like or the basement today yeah. tomorrow <laughs> today <laughs> hey, the basement. We, can, we can be vague <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> like it's gonna be great. So Nashville has a new spot sure. in your hearts. Yes, I've healed. Good. I'm a new woman in this band. We're we're we like Nashville. But we also like a ton of other cities mm-hmm. too. So what other cities do you like? Huntsville. Huntsville. Um we've so we toured like four times last year. And we went on this one tour that was three weeks. It was grueling. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know why. We were like, we're a DIY band. Let's book a three-week tour. Let's but, do it. Um, anyway, I already forgot the question. Um, what so other cities? Huntsville. Huntsville. Yeah. Chat, we love Chattanooga. Nice. Chat has been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte was really cool to us. And um, Charleston was very mm-hmm. cool. Atlanta was hardcore. Um, yeah, that was definitely hardcore. Ready to go back, but you know that was that was a hardcore city. It's always like insane getting in and out of. And we're so. playing at Bir- in Birmingham Saturday, and that's one of our favorite places to play yeah. at too. Love Birmingham. What do you like about it? How 
nasty it is. <laughs> it's a real nasty place. Yeah. Just how real and raw it is. Like, tell we, them about the Nick. The Nick. I became a guitar player at the Nick. I felt my rock and roll juices flow. Walked up into that venue. It's just got so much like rich rock and roll mojo history, and like you sense it as soon as you pull into the parking lot. And like some of the biggest bands have got their start there, and like you fucking feel it. And I don't know. It was just. It's got energy. Yeah. And they had this slushy machine there. I don't know how long like the slush was in it, but like. We drank it. It was delicious. Did it have alcohol in it? Yeah. Yeah. It was delicious. What, what is it? Red, blue, what flavor? It was like, it was, it was like a ginger like, one. It was it ginger. Was really oh, interesting. Good. It was interesting. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. But Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the Nick is just fucking awesome. Like the places that have a great sound system, a cool ass stage, but like the vibe and locals that come and like we had people come to the show just because they saw the name and was like oh this sounds like an interesting original band let's go check them out like that's the kind of places that I want to take this band continuously Mm -hmm. to is where like there's a thriving original scene have you played in Knoxville yet not yet not yet you should play the the preservation pub press pub okay that'll that'll be a perfect venue for you guys Yeah. yeah I've played there a couple of times. Knoxville's a cool as fuck town. That's like on our next to to book. Yeah, we've kind of done like similar tour routes every time we've toured and we're kind of making like a little tiny baby splash everywhere we go, which is so cool because like Huntsville, that's like one of our favorite places ever. And we've had people like come to each show like the same groups of people come and they buy our merch and they support us and they listen to our music and then they saw us the first night they ever saw us they drove two hours to the next city to the next city again oh yeah. shit so and that's the crazy thing about us like we say it all the time we kind of did things backwards we didn't have like music out we had maybe had like one single out Mm -hmm. and we just started touring and we like learned (laughs) like it was probably stupid but i'm glad that we did that like we didn't have anything to show for but we just started touring and playing so many live shows we became like a live band well if you really think about it that's the way it was done back in the day day. that was how it was done Mm -hmm. you know like a a band they might have been by the time they're recording Unless it was like session players or something like that. And even then, a lot of the the hit records from the 60s and 70s, those were session musicians on the actual recordings. Mm -hmm. And then the players in the band would play live Mm -hmm. because the record company wanted to make sure that they were getting a return on their investment. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to control the final product. But for the most part, you look at a band, I don't know, let's use a random example, like CCR. Okay. They didn't they didn't record right away like today I feel like a lot of bands they start existing um from like studio or jamming which is natural normal but there's something to be said I think for earning your stripes mm-hmm. on stage. It helped us tremendously to find our sound. Like that's why we're so fucking proud of this ep because like we developed our sound out on the road yeah we went through like a couple lineup changes we went down to a trio on tour okay yeah and the trio 
changed us as a band and it forced us to become so much tighter like in between coming home on our runs we rewrote songs we like trash songs and then coming home to like record this we were like okay we know our sound like we know what works for us we know what like we want to elevate and do all that kind of shit like yes you're good at yeah and it was it like especially for me like as a guitar player do you know how many times i had to fuck up and experiment in some like city in some place i've never been and the crowd loved it and ate it up and i'm like well shit i didn't know what i was doing but okay now i do you know what i mean like that's the cool shit i'm so proud of us for that so yeah absolutely yeah i mean i can think back to like playing with violet moons for instance we probably played maybe about 15 or 20 shows before we went into the studio to record i didn't play on the whole record i probably Mm -hmm maybe half of it or four or five of the songs. But um, we had already been so used to playing with each other that we knocked everything out in a couple of takes. That's yeah. awesome. You know, and I think, uh, like, are you guys, wh- which studio did you record the EP at? We, uh, <laughs> she's like, do you want to? Uh, we got, we recorded in St. Augustine and we recorded with um, Ben McLeod. Do you know who all them witches are? Yeah. So it's the guitar player. He's the guitar player oh, okay. for all them, which is like incredible. Nice. Okay. Did he produce, engineer? He recorded and engineered. Okay. Um, so we had originally recorded our first single that we re- we released in October, The Fog, with him. Okay. And uh, our drummer, Mike, is actually in one of his side bands, El Castillo. So they're real tight and, you know, we're huge all them, which is fans, but... Um, you know, getting to know Ben was really cool, but we recorded where he had a studio set up and we took, I don't know, two, three days of like hardcore rehearsal, no vocals, just instrumental to a click. I mean, like eight hour practices. And so January 1st, we went and recorded and we three, four days Yeah, here in Nashville. No, in yeah. St. Augustine. In St. Augustine. Augustine yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah four days i think it was four days it might have been three though i'm not gonna lie yeah it, yeah so we it recorded was really it quick all and we like put a lot of effort into like preparing preparing so the studio was just like a it fucking flew, breeze yeah, it yeah. Breeze by, luckily. and you know his gear is insane and like his knowledge and like he didn't really tell us what to do or anything he just kind of like guided the journey yeah, yeah. which was awesome so it was kind of like a rock and roll fantasy to be quite honest. Yeah. It's always nice when it works out that way. Cause I've been part of recording sessions that run super smooth mm-hmm. and I've been part of recording sessions yeah. that are tumultuous. And it's brutal. Um, yeah. It's brutal because it's already like a microscope is up your ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and even if so, one person is in a bad mood, you can feel it. In it the messes room. up oh, yeah. the whole room. Yeah. The whole thing. No, I think that's why, like, we knew, like, you had to switch gears because we are such, like, a live band and we do practice all the time, but it was like, okay, we need to practice differently. We need to prepare and get ready. Like, we don't want to waste time. Yeah. Let's just get this shit in and out. And it felt like we were in a boot camp. It really did. <laughs> Rock and roll boot camp. Rock and roll boot camp. It was cool, though. Have you guys played in Asheville yet? Yes. Yeah, we played Fleetwoods. We got married at Fleetwoods. Oh, shit. We did. Okay. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yeah, Rock with ring, ring pops. It was literally, have you heard of Fleetwoods? No. It's called like Fleetwoods 
rock and roll wedding chapel. Like people go there and get married. Oh, for real? But it's yes. a venue. But it's a venue. Oh, shit. Okay. And it's a vintage clothing shop. It was so cool. Okay. Yeah. So we got married on stage with ring pops. And that was one of the, besides us getting married, of course, that was awesome. <laughs> but like that was one of the coolest shows ever because it was one of those places where we truly didn't have anybody coming to see us but we were the headliners oh like, shit one of go, those and the, we uh, the playing the bands that played with us like brought a ton of people and oh and it nice. was and it was halloween too oh rad so it, were we you guys never, dressed up yeah we were yeah. all dressed up they were all dressed up their whole people like stayed for us and it was just cool the place was packed out was packed and, and we just kind of let loose yeah it was really awesome our last tour we we started opening up yeah. a lot like we did the we played the opry we got that done and everything was just like we could just breathe, breathe this and fucking relax. like breath of fresh air and we just went nuts for the last handful of shows it was fun mm -hmm. what did you dress up as for halloween rides oh nice okay <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> was that intentional or did it just kind of happen that way well, we, it was like, we have one guy in the band. Okay. We made him the, like, groom. The groom. Okay. <laughs> it was cute. But and then the next night we were zombie brides. So we. Hell yeah. Out. Day yeah. of the dead. Yeah. Where was that? Um, Smith's old bar in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, Atlanta. Nice. Atlanta. Fuck yeah. Halloween's my favorite holiday for sure. Oh, it was so It was cool so fun. It was awesome. Yeah, Asheville is super cool though. Like it reminds me I've I've only like driven through a couple of times, but anytime you know, you stop, get out, stretch your legs, just kind of look around. It reminds me a lot of Boulder. I lived outside of Boulder for a year. Mm. And it seems like a very um crunchy place mm -hmm. like Boulder. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely want to go back to Asheville. There's um some places I think like Snug Harbor is that there? I don't know. You're telling you me. I don't up? know. No, there's a venue there. She really do think I make shit up. She does this thing where she'll like think something in her head. I don't, in your defense, somehow it made you think that. Well, she'd be like, yeah, there's this festival tonight. And I'm like, really? And I'm like looking it up and she's like, yeah, I saw that this band was playing at it. There was no festival. So when she says shit like that, I'm like, did this happen in real life? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as far as what you guys are trying to, to do next, do you have an album on the way or anything like that? Do you know? Right now, so we put out the EP. We're just going to kind of like... Simmer. Yeah, let that simmer for a little bit. Okay. We're going to tour our asses off yeah. this summer. Um, I, this Southeast or all over? Southeast. I want, like, we, we want to go out west um we might do like up north like a little up north run i'm not i'm not sure yet this was the first time where we weren't we didn't have like all of these insane shows booked sure so this is the first time where like we put the last two and a half months we've put all of our effort into the release mm -hmm. you know so it was like we couldn't even think about touring it. Yeah, time. it was just so hard. And so we booked the release show in Jacksonville and, you know, the release show here at the basement. And then we're going to play Birmingham and then we're going to get home and just like chill for a couple of days. Yeah. It's been a lot. <laughs> it's been nonstop. We yeah. always put ourselves on these like time crunches and these like extremely stressful situations where we're just like going, 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 going. Yeah. And then. I'm so glad though. Like the music video was so powerful. Like 
everything that's happened in the past couple months, I'm I'm proud of what we've Me done. Too. Who directed the music video? What was the kind of the? We directed, we directed it. it. Oh, okay. So yeah. self-directed. Yes. Very nice. Um, Dan Flores is a guy in St. Augustine who filmed it. Um, this is our second music video with him, but we kind of like all had this basically the same idea for this song and we put out this like open call to women who wanted to be involved and like women actually showed up and they got mm -hmm. to make their own signs and it felt like everyone was given the chance to like share we all shared something in that moment like it was the most powerful thing i've ever experienced sure so yeah no because uh, the song what what would you say like th this this song is about if you're willing to talk about what the yeah. song's about okay cool so i'm gonna let emma explain this because she is better <laughs> hold on it. let me just fix this real quick no i don't want it to go out on you while you're explaining it okay we're good um so obviously the song is about consent and mm -hmm. sexual assault awareness um I think that everybody can either personally relate or knows somebody that can personally relate to mm -hmm. either rape, sexual assault, any any of that. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a personal story of that. I don't know what the idea for the song came like the song was written really, really quickly. Um, I had like the idea for the lyrics for a while, just you know, of a girl like getting ready for a date and just asking like simple questions like, do you like my dress? Do you like my hair? Like she wants, to look good she wants to get the attention and feel good about it um but that just doesn't mean that she said yes and it doesn't mean that like she's consenting to have sex and i don't know it's i wanted for people that have either gone through it or have not gone through it and know somebody that might not understand what they're going through mm -hmm. to understand that consent is not always black and white and it's not always something that you know somebody could tell their story and someone would seem like tell them that they're not a victim um it's not always black and white there's a lot of blurred lines when it comes to sexual assault and sometimes people don't really have the power to say no um that's what the song is about and i don't know I just wanted it to paint a picture of, yeah, it's okay to go on a date with somebody and it's okay to also not want to have sex that night. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like, it was never meant to be a song where it was like, we're a band that stands up against this and this is our intentions and this is who we want to be. It just came from like personal experience. Sure. And it turned into something so much bigger when like women got involved um my only regret is not having men and um binary just gender neutral yeah because this is not just a woman's problem this is a human like everybody's problem yeah um i don't know i just wanted to kind of paint the other side of the picture that it's not always you know people get raped by their husbands and wives people are raped by their loved ones and you know that are in they're in relationships with mm -hmm. and that's not something that's like highlighted a lot yeah. you know not really talked about well the video is great because basically you have 
all these different women in the video and they made their their own signs mm-hmm. and the signs have can you explain a little bit about about that in the the video so yeah originally we wanted to have signs that just said did I say yes do you like my dress but we made it to where we had like poster boards and markers for everybody and they got to make their own signs um and it was really cool because after the video everyone we got videos of them just standing there and holding the signs and it was so powerful to see everybody's like different powerful message Message, yeah yeah um and it made it just really unique so it felt like we were all like I said it was something so special. It felt like we were just all bonding. For, yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I love the inclusiveness of it. Like I love that there were older women. I love that there were younger girls. Like I, it was, it was so cool to be a part of. And like, they really made the music video, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. incredible. like, and it, we were just overwhelmed because more and more people were reaching out to us, you know, before we filmed and we're like, well, shit, like, let's let's give them their voice like let's I, I i wish that we had time to like interview them and like let them say that but i think that the music video and the whole two minutes and two 30 minutes, yeah. seconds of it, it speaks for itself it's yeah. a powerful message you executed well thank you yeah yeah well it's a, a topic i think too that's not necessarily easy to talk about it makes a lot of people uncomfortable yeah, yeah. for sure well it's it's a it's vulnerable to share something like that as well. Yeah. You know, so I, uh, I give you kudos for, uh, for having the balls to do it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we all had the balls to do it. Yeah. So it was definitely a collaboration. So it was incredible. Yeah. Well, even, you know, the folks that you had in the video who made, made their own signs too, you know, to be able to put yourself out on front street like that and disclose mm-hmm. such personal information. Yeah. You know, when there's the whole worldwide fucking web out Mm -hmm. there where people can just mock and ridicule you. I can't speak. I'm tripping over my own words. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, I think I think it's, you know, a very serious and heavy topic. But the song is like it's fun, though. You know, it's a rock song. Hell yeah. That's what we wanted. Like, that's what we wanted to, like, the song gets stuck in your head. I mean, I don't know how many times that we've listened to it and played it. And, like, I'm still like, are you into me? It still gets stuck in my head. Yeah. I I think for us, especially, like, a songwriter, songwriting is the most important thing about music to me. It always has been. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything else. It's always the song. Like, the song is what makes good music and it could be a really technical song it could be like a really simple song I really like conversational songs like songs that make you think and ask make you ask questions and the thing with did I say yes it was just like it paints a picture yeah for sure 100% and it, it came together like so naturally you know even the title with the two question marks the two question, the question marks. marks yeah <laughs> But it, you know, and we, like I said, like, we're not sitting here, like, we want to be a band that this is, like, all we want to do, you know? Like, we still just want to play fucking rock and roll and not have, like, any intentions behind it. But, you know, the last tour that we went on, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yeah. And... Super fucked. That was very strange being on the road and, like, knowing that, you know, women back home, like, our friends were, like, protesting and standing up for things that... And we're just like out here experiencing in in the world and it's like scary as fuck, you know? Yeah. 
So I don't know. A part of us is like, yeah, we want to like ram it in people's faces. And another part is just like, we just want to play rock and roll. <laughs> well, you can have it both ways. Yeah. I think, you know, you guys seem to be balancing it well. Um, because that's not all that your songs are about. I'm not saying that would be a bad thing if it was, but you, yeah. you have other songs as well. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the beauty of being able to write songs. Yeah. You can write a song that's super serious and then you can write a song that's about getting trash, being behind a dumpster or mm -hmm. some, something like that. <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, the freedom of, of music. Yeah, the Roe v. Wade thing, when it was happening... It was so, look, I'm a dude, okay, obviously. I don't know what it's like to be a chick. But when it was happening, it didn't feel real. You know, like just seeing it actually go down, from my perspective, it was scary as a man too. Not that I will ever have to, to carry a child or anything like that. But like I was thinking back to times in my early 20s of women that I dated that I didn't necessarily want to be with. Yeah. And if, well, you know, you just don't know anything yet as far as like who you actually like. I didn't, at least when I was young. So it was like a, a trial and error mm -hmm. process of being like, this person treats me like shit and mm -hmm. this person treats me nice. Just like after enough times you start to learn that. Yeah. Or again, I did, speaking from my own personal experience. But... There would have been some nightmare fucking scenarios if oh, yeah. I would have knocked someone up. Mm -hmm. And it would have not have been good. And general rule of, of thumb for myself now, it's just like... Well, I like what, uh, what Dave Chappelle says about it. Dave Chappelle, he talks about abortions and... I don't want to say it. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? I, I, I'm, I'm like, wait, huh? Just tell us off air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll tell you off air. But yeah, basically, it's a, it's a very touchy topic, and mm -hmm. it's weird to see so many people um, against it. Mm -hmm. It like, is like you don't like thinking of it from a humanitarian perspective because that's what it is yeah let's just be blunt that's what it is well it's like what if you know the mother's addicted to drugs the father's yeah. not not because it, it's such a fucking gray area topic yeah. too but if someone wants to get an abortion they should be able to fucking get one, yeah you know yeah 100%. well women should just have the rights to do whatever they want with their body is uh, my personal opinion mm -hmm. but yeah you know and again, I'm going to say it like we're not at, like we didn't come here to do the podcast to be like, this is it. Rah, rah, rah. Like, no, no, you know, no, but I like, don't feel that way at all. If it's brought to our attention, we're going to fucking say what's on our mind. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's what I really, really liked about Did I Say Yes? Because like if you're not listening to the lyrics, you're going to be moving to the music because you're it's it's going to it's, it's rock and roll. Yeah. It's got like an Iggy Pop vibe. That's what it kind of cool. reminds me of. <laughs> Um, Did you get to like, listen to the other songs? Um, no, I'm going to be 100% real. I didn't get a chance to listen <laughs> to them. Well, um, I have a CD for you. Yes, Perfect. Actually. I will listen to them. The EP, I went to go click on it when you guys messaged me, and the, the link was gone. And I was embarrassed to hit you up and be like, hey, the link's not in my email anymore. But oh no! Okay. I think that there's an issue with Apple Music. No, I was talking about because I emailed him. Yeah, like she had emailed me. Oh. Yeah. That's because I think that I might have sent you the pre-masters and then it got like updated. Deleted? Yeah. Okay. Damn it. 
Well, we have a CD and oh, a button perfect. and a sticker for you. Awesome. <laughs> we'll add it down here. We have some stickers <laughs> all yes. over the place. But perfect. Yes. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks yeah, for thanks for us. having us. Where can people find you at? Um, so we're on all social media. We're on all of the streaming music platforms. Um, watch our music video on YouTube if you haven't yet. And share it. Share it. Like spread the word. Um, yeah, and you can find us at the basement tonight at 9 p.m. Yes, tonight. Tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night. night. Keep on dreaming. I'll see you next week.